0: episode 82 of the hoop threads podcast here with uh reggie burke from bay area Ho- hoops how's it going Reggie?
1: how you doing how you doing
0: man i'm out here living the dream so uh let's get right into it um both were at under armor um this past weekend so we'll get into that a little bit but first kind of wanted to uh have you talk to the people uh you know young scouts kind of growing up in the game you know talk about the beginnings. so talk about how you got started in this industry
1: it was it was hard it was hard but um, I think when I, you know starting up in this game, it was like steps, you know, learning who's who. Um, once you know with the scouting, as you know, it's like a lot of different circles that you got to connect with. You know, so I I try to touch base with each. You know, but at the end of the day, the common denominator is like knowing uh, pretty much who's who on kid wise, player wise.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I think once you once you start to do that, and then you start to like. Uh, go out to other areas, as we talked about. Get out to other areas, and people will see, a hey, your consistency. They they understand, like, hey, this guy is getting credible. Um, he knows the game, um, and he can help pull move a kid to another place, either mm-hmm. by, like you said, by a tweet, an Instagram post, or a, con- a conversation with a coach. You know, one of the one of the other ones, but. You know, it's just like I said earlier, I think if you stay consistent, invest because it, it's a lot of time and money, as we talked about. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's unpaid, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't get the recognition that you go, you want. You may not get a thank you, Aaron. It may yeah. not be a thank you at the end of the day, you know, but it's, that's how it is, it's how the game goes. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you did you play yourself, you know, back in the now, day? I played a
1: little D3 ball at Alfred University for a hot second. You mm-hmm. know, I regret, I have some regrets, you know, I quit, you know, I, I quit. Um, I was an engineering student, electrical engineering, so it was kind of, it was kind of hard for me to juggle
2: hmm.
1: sports and school. You know, it's it one or the other. I got to do one or the other. So, I you know, my mom and my, my brother was like, hey, you know, we're going to stick with engineering. You know? hmm. So I kind of stuck with it, but I still kept in touch with the, uh, Coach Jones and a lot of other guys that, was, that continued to play.
0: Was that the Coach Jones at Norfolk
1: State? No, no, not not that Coach Jones. This is this is a different Coach Jones, Kev Jones.
0: Okay, gotcha. you. So you said he said Alfred, though, right?
1: Alfred, yeah, Allegheny County.
0: SUNY SUNY schools. There we go. I'm a I'm a SUNY Cortland graduate. So that's oh, good. there
1: you go. Yeah, hey, I have to be in Cortland a little bit. There you go. I'm uh, older, though. You know, I'm older. That's back what early nineties.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I feel old enough thinking about 2014. It's almost 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 10 years away now. So. Uh, talk about the biggest thing you've learned. You know, being in the scouting game since about '09, and what's the biggest thing? Piece of advice, um, pass off to someone. I,
1: I, biggest thing I learned, you know, may not have what I experienced, but who I've talked to. Talking, um, hmm. I'm gonna tell you, the most influential guy to me has been John Lucas. Um, the conversations with him are priceless. Uh, the guidance is priceless, and you know, his arm reach is definitely priceless, you know, so and I think learning learning the landscape, understanding you know, um, who's who, who's who you know, and, then, and I'm going to tell you another thing, figuring out what you know, you know how people call you say, I got a kid I got this kid and uh, you know, he's this, he's better than sliced bread, you know boom, boom, boom Mm-hmm. And they say, put them here, talk about it. You know, I learned you can never do that unless you see it, you mm-hmm. know, because the only thing you got to trust is your eyes. You know, I can't say, talk about a kid I didn't see, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that, you mm-hmm. know, but, you know, it's always good to see the kid, place eyes on him, see what he see his flaws, see his, his pros and cons, you know, and go from there. Because, you know, like at the end of the day, it's your name on the line, not theirs. Mm. That's something to really think about. But, yeah, I think the most influential situation is the conversation with John Lucas.
0: That's a good person to have in your corner, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, You evaluate throughout the year for the NBA Top 100 camp. You know, what is that camp kind of looking for? You know, it's obviously not just going off a ranking list. Again, like you said, it's going off a few It's it's,
1: it's like – you know, with the guys on that board, that selection committee. You know, they all we all have a different eye, but it's like always consistent eye. And I think it's sometimes it's the hardworking kid, kid that consistently make plays. The kid, the the kid that you may not think is the kid. You know, it's the kid that we to be forecast. Like we said, can be a potential pro mm-hmm. at some point in time. You know, um and. We look for the right we try to predict the right kids when we look around and we compare players to make that spot. You know, that's why it's such a it's a gifted camp, you know, a very prestigious camp. Um, any kid that gets invited there or um in the beginning or get or at the end, get you know, if you can get in here, I would say get into it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I think it's the top character in the nation
0: for NBA Top 100 camp, you know, there's slots every year for, for the sons of NBA players. You know, what have you noticed about how NBA parents handle their son's recruitment and, you know, maybe their development a little bit differently than, you know, just a regular parent?
1: I don't think there's a big difference. You know, every parent, for the most part, who has dreams of a kid playing at a pro level, um, it's, it's, it's a dream. And with an NBA player, that was their dream. You know, so when their kid is playing... Um, If that dream is in him, he's going to push it like any other parent would do. You know, so all the development, everything that comes with it, it's all the same. You know, end of the day, that same kid has to compete with that other kid. So Mm. we got to still play. You got to still play the game regardless of who you are, you know, and besides some people with the politics and whatever, end of the day, you're going to know if this kid was it. Mm. So... Mm. I don't see that. It's not a to me. It's not a big deal. That's just my opinion.
0: I was more talking about you know as as far as how they handle their recruitment and how they handle you know off season workouts and their approach to the game. You know what I'm saying. Um,
1: and I think that can be financial based too. Mm. Mm. You know, you know, some people have the the resources to do some things that others don't. You mm. uh, got mm-hmm. you got a, you got a, a parent whose his reach is different mm. and, uh, for his kid. Compared to a parent who they depend on a travel ball coach or high school coach for their kid's development exposure, so yeah, that part is very different. Yeah,
2: I got
0: you. Okay, so we've now made it through two live periods, and the uh, AAU portal, so to speak, is definitely hot. That's Um, cracking, right? Yeah. We'll we'll talk about you know what parents and prospects should be you know looking for in a new team. Um, So for me. Like I always tell parents, you know, what schools are a reasonable level for your son? You know, what events are those schools attending? So if your son is, you know, Harvard is really where he wants to go, you know, that's a very different path versus, you know, a Carolina or versus even something like Kennesaw,
2: yeah.
0: you know, it's different approaches to it. So kind of looking at where they got their players from. Um, and then also just trying to match that, you know, and then also just seeing like the culture of the program. Of you know where your son is at, and then also like who wants him?
1: <laughs> you know, I didn't about to say you know you got to get cut to the chase. Mm. Who wants him? You know, mm. and, and, you know does, does is he wanted by that school? And and what I go? Would you send yourself to a school that don't want him? You mm. know, just to be sit on the bench. You know, no mm. no no time frame would hit the court. Um, so it's like you it got to be a fit. You know? mm-hmm. uh, but like you know, like you said, talking to parents. Um, and this is another thing I've learned if a parent asks me a question, I tell them the, the most sensible truths I possibly can. Um, and without being disrespectful, but being honest. Because at the end of the day, I don't know what you say. Hey, Reggie Burke man, told me a lie. Now I'm telling my truth. You know, what I've seen and what I know. And um and I try to be I just try to be up, up front. You mm. know, so, you know, it's like you know, like you said, when you want to look for a Harvard, like said, where where would you want to start placing your kid? But they're also I tell a parent you have to do some work too. Mm. You gotta sit there, and go, go get them emails, go get a contact, make your own, make your, make your own contact base, coach base. You know, sit, get your kids to some of them team camps, the school team camps, individual camps, you know, move around a little bit. And uh, you'll find out if your son has that factor that he's gonna play some level of college basketball. And then like you say, you wanna say, hey, realistically, what is where does my son fit? You know, D one or D one down. Where, where does he fit? Honestly, mm-hmm. some that's the where the problem occurs a lot. You know, everybody got a D one player.
0: They got they get all hung up on on that. And uh, I had a really cool quote from a friend. You know, he was like, "If you got the choice chance between Division two and Division one, man, he's like, the only difference is signing day." He said, "If you can leave with your name on the wall, then do that." You know what I'm saying? Hey,
1: hey, uh, talk about it. Talk about it. I told somebody just the other day, you know, I said, you want to make a difference or not? You know, um, um leave your name on somebody's wall, go to a school day years afterwards and say, damn, my picture, my, that look at that big old picture. Look at my name there. I put in work here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's some hey, that's something big. A lot of people can't say that.
2: Yes, you
1: sir. know, at any school, you get your name on a wall like that, you did something special. Come All-American at your, you know, in that situation. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of saying. a lot of boasting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
1: for sure. I, think, I think go where you go, where you can put, do the most damage yet.
0: Okay. So what intangibles are college coaches often looking for the most when they talk to you? You know, for me, a lot of the time it's, it's competitiveness. Like I just want a dude that, that like shows that he wants to be there. That's, the, yeah,
1: that's at that, that's, that's, that's the top of the list. Mm Because if you can't compete, you know, I'm probably not even looking at you. You know, um, especially, I I, I don't like players who take plays off. Uh, So a guy that can compete, a guy that can make plays um, with and without the ball, Mm -hmm. um, attractive to me, Um, a coachable kid, you know, like, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like, um, guys like myself, I, I, I listen to parents talk, I listen to kids talk outside of, the game. I walk around. I, I I do a lot of different type of scouting because end of the day, I'm sending the kid to a coach who trusts me. Mm-hmm. So I gotta send you a kid that's trustworthy, um, on and off the court. You know, so if you if you on the court and you're off the court, actions are detrimental. I'm gonna let the coach know. So you understand? I told you what you may get. You know. So yeah. It's a lot more to it, you know, but competitiveness, definitely. If you can't compete, we ain't got, we got no reason to talk.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a game, but, you know, we're trying to win that game for sure. So, okay. you know, what do assistant coaches kind of complain about the most? You know, for me, I, I had the opposite of what you just said, just the, the feel and not being able to play without the ball and especially kids being unrealistic about their level, kind of ignoring yeah. – you know, division two, II, division three coaches, JUCO coaches, because they think that they're, you know, a different level. You know, what what's that the answer to that one for you? Um,
1: you know, effort efforts one, but like realizing when a, when you realize say I'm D two, I'm not D one, or maybe I need to go JUCO to get to a certain and I'm a JUCO kid, I can work on to become wherever I'm gonna go. Wherever you feel like I, I fit right here. You know, if you believe in that, you I think you'll have a better career than saying, "I'm a division one," and you get to division one and you stay there, and you sit there, I gonna stay because you ain't doing nothing. Then you pop back in the portal, and a lot of stuff you go, know, it's so much stuff that you're not being realistic with yourself that goes wrong. You know, mm-hmm. so if if I was if I was in your place, if I was the assistant coach somewhere, you know, I want the kid that believe believes he knows where he is.
0: Perfect. What are scouts and, and college coaches taking note of when it comes to parents? I want them to hear this one from you.
1: Their ashes. Like they're, they're you know, this is this is crazy. Cause I I, I think the past couple of weeks, you know, I just sat in stance. TV didn't know whoever, I just sat in stance, well, just, just listen, you mm-hmm. know. But their outlook on things, their outlook on placement. Um like this is my pet peeve. What's one of my pet peeves? When you have a player, he's he's playing you know, and maybe he's having a down game, you know, some people, players do have down games, you know, and uh, mentally, he's just not in there yet or, you know, and he, he got to listen to the coach, which he has to listen to the coach, you know, their schemes to things that he has to do, but then a parent has his own coaching thing he got to do on the sideline or she got to do on the sideline. Now that kind of adjusts the mentality of the, the player. Cause now he, what he going to not listen to his parent? Yeah. you know? So he, he got to acknowledge his parent, listen to the coach, get his mind right on the court, and still produce. So a lot of stuff that this kid got to do. You know, so, you know, I would tell parents, let the kid play. And when you talk to him, talk to him before the game, talk to him after the game, you know, Then um, ask, ask him what he – you know, get let him talk about his game. Now, don't talk – let him talk. And he's going to tell you everything. And then you tell him, let him talk to him, and encourage him then, then and there. Um, but those parents who forcefully sideline coach, mm-hmm. uh, he kind of help. He not helping the situation out.
0: Your your son's got to be really talented for coaches to overlook that. Like really talented.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I had an interesting, you know, conversation with a high school coach. It was actually on the podcast. Eric Singletary, uh, head coach of, uh Sidwell Friends in DC, right. and he was saying that um, he notes, you know, the type of questions that parents are asking him during. The recruitment of that kid coming from middle school to high school um what what type of questions do you think college coaches want parents to be asking them in that recruitment
2: process and,
1: and I'm gonna I'm put my parent hat on this got <laughs> four boys to play basketball
2: mm-hmm. um
1: and one of the questions always is like um where do you see my son on the court you know um and as a parent, I you know I ask myself, do we like the school? Do I like the school, first of all, because if he wasn't playing basketball, would I be here?
2: Hmm. So
1: um, questions like that, um, who's who? Who's there already in that position? Um, and is it somebody that I got to compete with or do I got to worry about competition for that position? You know, those it's, so it's are the questions I would, I would ask. I mean, I think they're legit. And I think the coach should be able to get a legit answer saying, hey, you know, uh, we 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 see you get on the court in, in next year. Or we see maybe a red shirt you play. So we see, we see immediate, you know, impact right now, you know. So kind of prepare the kids, hey, you know, because the parent, you know what your kid's going to get. You know, you'll know if your kid's an impact player or see, he, hey, man, we need a little time. But I think I want to know what – do they see him on the where do they see him on the court at time frame?
0: I wish the parents were more realistic about the uh is he an impact player, you know, right off the bat. I think
2: yeah, oh, yeah. It's, gotten,
0: it's gotten lost in the shuffle of just you know, even even 10, 15 years ago, you know, freshman playing was pretty rare and and starting and in a big role was also pretty rare. You know, a lot of people oh, yeah. just had to yeah. play behind guys and get stronger and you know learn the system and stuff like rick patino all of his guards you know even as freshmen they're not they're not good until the end of the year yeah. you know because they have to learn all the different trapping things that they do so
1: yeah um, i'm glad you said that because there's a uh, there's a situation where you know um each level that you go to the middle school to high school high school to college college to pro you know learning like the aspects uh defensive aspect, defensive rotations as you get higher learning the game a lot of kids who come in from a middle school aspect or from a high school aspect to wherever they go don't understand they just know how to they just know how to play basketball you know i'm talented and you know i, I could play but they don't know the the interesting parts of learning to play you know they can they know how to play but they need to know how to learn to play mm-hmm. and I, I think that's uh Interesting, especially when you see guys get to a pro level, you wonder like where's this guy at? Well, he probably have problem learning defensive rotations as a pro. You know, certain little things like that that they have to learn and not just about always dribbling the basketball. You know, what you doing without the ball? You know, so it's a lot.
0: I'm going to put the spotlight on trainers a little bit because I think that there needs to be more attention to detail when it comes in those training sessions. But the kid's not always going to have the ball in his hands, you know, so relocating, right. you know, coming off of pin downs, you know, coming up from the corner, you know, coming in from half court into a jump shot, shoot a shot, run back. Yeah,
1: there's, 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 um, now there's trainers out here that do do that. You know, I know a few mm. um, that understand what we're talking about. And then there's stuff that startup trainers, there's some that, you know, um you think they know but really don't. Um, but they can learn, you know. But like you said, you know, teaching the kid that aspect of it will help and not just uh dribble, uh, jibble shoot, go past the cold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the um let's get to this event that we were at. So at UAA, you know, what top guys lived up to the hype. Do you want me to take this one first or?
1: Oh yeah, I let you I let you go.
0: Okay. So from, you know, my area, Derek Queen, uh Thrill 17U, um they they had some tight games in the beginning. Middle Psych Magic game was really good. Um ended up winning the championship. I think his body's gotten a little bit better and he's more I think he's been more decisive with his movements you know when he's catching he's you know facing attacking right away he's not like letting the game come to him like he's being the aggressor and i thought that i thought he went out of his way to show that he's getting on that rim a little bit more too
2: um,
1: piggyback what you're saying yep uh, our first time seeing Derek was at i can tell you last year at the MEPA camp
2: you mm-hmm.
1: uh, know i spoke to him a couple times and I just wanted to see him do more than just be a big guy in the perimeter, um, holding the ball long, longer than it should be held. Uh, and like you say, you know, I think as that year grown, I think he probably learned a lot from Coach Bowles at Bowver. You know, so learning to do more with what he has to give because I thought he had more to give. You know, when I saw him. and so seeing him at UA. You know, I watched him a lot, and just watched him. He changed up some things. You know, he was able to not just be a um, perimeter guy with the ball as a big, but he was able to take you know go down low, cause havoc. So it's a hard. It, it messes up a defense. Like, hey, how do you I really check this guy? Because he's kind of versatile. You know, and I think he started to see what what he can do. You yeah. know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I, I I like I like Queen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the other one that I have for this one, Efioso uh, Oliogu, um, Canada Elite 17s, uh, his second year playing on that team, playing up, just the freak of nature. He's he's grown to at least 6'6 now.
1: Yeah, that... I, like now, that was the first – my first time seeing him was this past weekend. Mm. You know, I heard his name before, um, and I see that like, nice frame, and young. Um, I think, you know, he works he – works, he can work the interior, like the dribble drives a lot. You know, I like the power in this game for his, you know, for the side, like I said, I didn't you know, he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, something like that, you know, so like you said, you know, you said he grew, he grew since you saw him last, but uh, I think he has a bright future. You know, he, he looks, he got a little dog in him, you know, so I think he has a bright future.
0: hmm I think he's added more of the perimeter game. Um, he's still, at least for me, he wasn't hitting really deep threes, you know. A lot of it was close to the line, um, which is you know not a bad thing, but it's just something that I'm noticing. And uh, you know the the leaping, you know, went to another level. I saw him for the first time last year. I think it was Under Armour ses- second session in uh, Indianapolis, and just playing up. He was just like a bowling ball. Just got to the basket, just attacking the rim and, and finishing, and. He didn't finish it the first time, kind of getting the rebound. And I think that some of the handle and some of the skill work was a little bit more raw, but you could kind of see the vision with it. So I'm glad that it's kind of rounding the form now. So um,
1: He's a kid. Like, those are kids, like, you want to see, like, what did he add on from what I saw him last time or mm -hmm. before? Like, Mm -hmm. if I see a kid and I don't see the improvement in your game, I kind of back off. Because I don't, if you're not, if you're not constantly trying to get better, you know, um, like you said, if, if you say, hey, he didn't shoot a lot of long range, he's a couple feet in from the three, n- let me see next time. He probably, hey, let me he get a, a couple of shots behind the arc. You know, let me see what did you add to your game to mm-hmm. make you, like we say, uh, a guy to be a potential pro. You mm-hmm. know, what, what, what we looking at? You know, we already know you're going to college.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we know you know, you graded on a different scale now. We're not grading you for going, we know you're going to a, a power five,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, 100. percent So, we'll move on to the next one. New names that popped, um, at least to me. Uh, so the first one is uh, El Haj Diallo. Have you seen him, Curry? 7? Not,
1: fully, not fully, not fully. He's All just there.
0: six, seven. Um, you know, upper body is kind of getting there, but like the 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 base, the, his legs are huge. <laughs> My friends was. You know describing him before I saw him, he's got cyclist legs. Right. Um, he's really strong, uh, really athletic, uh, takes pride in the defensive end of the floor, blocking shots. He had a he almost had a triple double, was one block away from a triple double. He had 13 points, 15 rebounds, and nine blocks. Um, just a, you know, I think as a ball handler right now, you know, it's pretty raw, it's kind of developing. Um, He can kind of straight line drive it, but he's not taking anyone off the dribble, kind of doing any of the wing stuff yet. Uh, He kind of likes doing the big man shit, which I always like to see, especially in a younger prospect. Um, Next one is uh, Brooks Barr. Uh, And uh, El Hajj, by the way, is a freshman, just finished his freshman season at uh, Combine Academy. Um, Beginning of the year, you know, got in here or there, but toward the end of the year, kind of carved out more of a developed role as a rebounder, shot blocker, stuff like that. So I think right. he's got a bright future ahead of him. They just won this, the uh, their championship this past season. Um, my next one was Brooks Bar, Texas Impact four thirteen. Did you see him play? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, white kid, just a shooter on uh, Texas Impact. I saw him play against Derek Queen. Um, he had a stretch, and I think it was toward the end. Did he, did
1: he play for
0: Texas Impact four one three? Okay. Uh, just, just really strong guard, um, just uses his frame to kind of bully guys to the rim. It's actually a much better passer than people thought, um, entered the second weekend as the assist leader for, for UAA 17s was just finding guys kind of using his scoring gravity. I thought he was good at getting into the paint, kind of struggled to finish with the, the floater package, I think right now. Uh, but he had a stretch where he had five threes in the space of, you know, four or five minutes. I uh, took them from down, you know, 27 or whatever it was down to like 13. I think it
1: hey, was he a gamer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was getting into it and um, saw him play the next day uh, as well. And, and just loved his game. And then the last one uh, is uh, Tristan Wilson uh, with thrill 15. U. have seen, I I've seen, I've seen thrill quite a bit. Um, I just think kind of before he was like more of a toolsy kid, you could kind of see the vision, but he put it together and, um, in the two games that I watched hit hit, I think four or five threes in the two games combined, had a couple blocks, uh, had at least seven or eight rebounds in each game. Um, movement skills were pretty good, you can get off the ground quite a bit. Um, he had one take to the basket in their game against uh B Mays 15s that that he got fouled in midair and almost finished the dunk. I was like, Whoa shit. Okay.
1: It's so it's- he,
0: um he's kind of getting after. What did you see from him?
1: Um a little bit of uh, what I saw consistent, you know I mean? He's a kid that I'll put on, like, I, on my list, I'll put on a watch list, just because mm-hmm. so I gotta watch him more, and then he's mm-hmm. gonna watch more, um, especially since, you know, 15U. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a few 15U's that I did see, uh, it was a few. I, I kind of, if I go watch a 15U, um, it's gonna be a kid that, you know, I'm hearing about, um, I got some intake on. I need to go check him out. Hmm. And it was a 15U kid. Uh, what is his name? It's a new kid. I mean, I think he's out of Atlanta. Atlanta Express. I forget I will get mad if I forget the kid. Was
0: it 15U Atlanta Express?
1: Yeah. Nine express yep. Fifteen, I think his name is uh, Jaron Salisbury. Yeah, gotta be Jaron Salisbury. That's his name.
0: That's that's the one I was going to bring up.
1: <laughs> Bro, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna tell you the crazy thing with him. I, I, he was at the uh, underclassmen all american game in Atlanta, given by Horace Naismith. So, and uh, he had an explosive dunk, you know. Um, which well, is cool. I don't get hyped about that. Anybody can um, but it was just something bottom. Um, and then when we got to the uh, the UA, I got a text message saying, "Hey, didn't even know it was the kid." You know, check the 15U Atlanta Ex- Express team. You know, and that was just put together. They're they're fairly they're really new. You know, but watch his movements. Um, I think he has you know he has a chance. You know, I think he has a chance. Uh, he has some athletic moments as usual. Uh something but I do get on I do get on kids about body language. Uh, I get on kids about um staying staying in tune at that age because you don't know who's watching you. Yeah uh, and that's that's a big thing, you know. That's what you just say, you say it, I say it. So somebody's taking key, thinking he you know, I say watching this kid. But he may not think so, you know. And else, you know, going back to that game that, that UA, that's another kid I think. I mentioned to you earlier, Sean Bay that plays with SOH Elite. He's a 25 kid. You know, um, I think he's about six, six, eight right now. I think about six eight right now. But he's a lefty, you know, shooter, uh ends and out, gets the basket off the bounce. Um, I think he has a lot of uh, uh intangibles it's a versatility because he he's one, two, and three. And uh he's he's he right now he's tied on my list.
0: Got you. Um, So next one will be favorite teams to watch. Um, For me, really enjoy.
1: Is it out of UA or out of of UAA?
0: Yep. Um, For me, Jersey Shore shot 16s. um, One of my favorite underclassmen. Uh, Aiden, I really don't want to mess this up. Aiden Kirkak um, just was really getting after it on both ends of the floor, playing up a year. Uh, He's a freshman playing. With the with the 16s. Um A lot people. of that this uh this weekend too. It really was a lot of that, man. Um I, I just enjoyed his game, was really dynamic and transition. He can shoot it a little bit, uh, but he's more of the, the the passing was was interesting to me. And he was a lot more um athletic than I originally thought he was. Uh teammate Nas Hart as well, six eight, twenty twenty-five uh, from Keyport High School. Um, got a plus wingspan was just super athletic, you know, some dunks and some blocks, uh, miles Blackley on that team as well. <clears throat> Lighted up from the perimeter. I had a couple of games where he had, you know, at least 18 or 19, if not 20. Um, and then the last one was Jameer McNeil, um, saw him against, we are One Sixteens, really tight game. Almost brought them all the way back in that game. Um, liked his, his game as well. Uh, the, we are One Sixteens is just, of i think mid-major prospects that i think can be really good um adrian say again
1: uh, yeah i think that team when i first got in yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: adrian stevens um from bullis uh was really scoring well this weekend i want to see him do more outside of that he's hitting shots attacking the basket showing off his athleticism a little undersized you know 6-3 but he plays hard um and then his uh, teammate gabe tanner had a pretty good game against short shots as well. I think he had 24 in that game with you know four or five rebounds, right. uh, two steals. Pretty athletic kid, um, liked his game a lot. And then the last one was another, another homer pick, uh, DCP, uh, DC Premier. Um, they just had a lot of dudes that I think are kind of sleepers in the class. El Haj Diallo, or not El Haj Diallo, um, blanking on his name, um. Looking through my report right now for it. Uh, Alex Tuomo from Gonzaga. I've seen him quite a bit. Can shoot it. Starting to put it on the floor a little bit more. Uh, Rebounding the ball. Blocked some shots, which was good to see. He wasn't really getting off, off the ground, you know, a ton during the season. Uh, here's the one that I was trying to name. Emmanuel Conga. uh 2568 uh DC Premier. That uh, was at Carroll this past season, but didn't play. He was coming over, uh, I believe, from Africa. Um, some someone with eligibility as far as making sure he had the grades and stuff. So he's good to go for next year, uh, Was just blocking shots, rebounding the ball, attacking the basket. Geo Sanford was playing really well um, at super athletic kid. Eleanor Roosevelt, um, his dad, Bruce Shingler, coaches the 17s, was a college coach for a number of years. Uh, Jason Peterson, six, uh, seven wing that. Can kind of stretch it from the perimeter and can, can score a little bit in the paint, super athletic. He also plays for bullets and then Amari Witherspoon, um, six, four kind of combo guard. Um, They were using him as a point guard. I don't know if that's as long-term projection, at least for me, as far as handling ball pressure. And, you know, when they, when they blitz ball screens, you know, I don't know how comfortable he is dealing with that right now. Um, So I think that that's, It'll be interesting to see what position he ends up in at the next level. Um, and then Will Harper as well from Gonzaga, super super athletic, you know, six five kind of wing. So, um, any of those guys stand out to you?
1: Um, a few that you mentioned. Um, some are on the list they are brand new to me. You know, like I say, you know, what I try to do is those kids get a couple looks at them. You know, I like I like I like getting new kids to put on the list to go watch. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. You know that's another thing, and like, um, especially coming in, uh, leaving, like I said, leaving Nike, watching some guys over there, uh, come. You haven't been back to UA in years, so this is my first year coming back for a while. It's been a while, um, yeah. There's some kids out there. There's a lot of kids, like I know we talked about some of the sleepers, maybe some of the unknowns, that that can make some damage in the 224 class. But I, you know, some cases I like, um, like for example, like I like a Demaris Owens out of Albany City Rocks. Hmm. I like him. I, you know, uh, I like he's not unknown, but I like I like the young boy Ace Bailey out of out of Atlanta, Georgia with AOT. You know, um, I like some of the young twenty six classes like we talked about, especially Florida. I think Florida has a whole bunch of twenty six classes that can get can, can mean a lot. You know, uh, and that's really special. That's really special. You know, so and I ain't going to throw a lot of names out because I won't throw too many names out The guys I'm looking at, you know, but uh I've definitely I got a list of guys that I'm looking at. And some of the guys you name, you know, I got to put up on my list. I got to go check them out as well. You know, mm-hmm. if it's something interesting, I could put on this MVPA Top 100 list. Got gotcha.
0: you. Um, so my favorite individual matchup was Tristan Wilson that we touched on earlier uh, with throw 15s versus Griffin Sampson. Uh, with Curry, uh, team Curry, uh, 15U, uh, Samson was really getting after it, just hit a ton of shots. And that kind of opened up some driving lanes, got to the basket, found his teammates, um, had two good steals in the, in the open court to kind of had going the other way and get them back on a run to get them back in the game. Curry ended up losing by one, uh, Tristan was impacting the game on both ends of the floor. Um, that one really stood out to me, uh, any individual matchups that you really enjoyed?
1: Um, I don't do too many individual matchups. Like end of the day, look at the kid that could push shit together.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, um, are you a are you a what type of player? Are you game? Are you a gamer? Um, you can, if if it's a matchup, but sometimes most kids may not even get matched up. When you know, if I'm looking at a wing compared to a point guard, I don't see that. That may not be a match I don't want to see. You know, but if it's two point guards, you know, hey, um. But then also, there could be two different type of point guards. You know, it could be a point guard, it could be a combo point guard, scoring point guard compared to a guard who could be a general that's a passing guard. That's you know, he may be more effective with people around him. So, getting yeah. the matchups, you got like, gotta be careful about who you matching up and what type of guard. Uh, because sometimes you may see the guard that you're not looking at, but then you look at the stat line and you're like, man, he gave out twelve assists. You mm-hmm. know, and seven rebounds, and gave me 10 points, you know. Mm-hmm. And he uh, may was quiet. But then you look around another guy, he may get you 25 points but only three assists. But, you know, so I kind of stay away from matchups mm-hmm. and just look at uh, how much you produce and how would it look like producing at the next level with other players around you.
0: And then so, other players that are the same size as you as well.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: That's, that's a big part of it, right? So, um, the next one is kind of still holding stock. Um, so th- I mentioned the first one before Geo Sanford with DC Premier Sixteens. Um, just really athletic, you know, six. I think he's about six four, six five now. Um, wing. I uh, kind of grew up as a big man, so he has some of that big man skill set as far as rebounding the ball and finishing around the basket. But he's adding some perimeter stuff, and he looked a lot more athletic this past weekend. Um, and then also on the same team, Francis, full effect. Um, just a really strong about six five um kind of wing wing, like three slash four. Um, right now, I kind of see him as a low major low major, mid major kid. I had a pretty good year with Mon Zion high school this past year uh, in Maryland. first year of having the uh, the high school program, not just the prep team. <clears throat> and uh, he's just super physical, can score on the basket, a really good defender, kind of puts his body on the line, and can guard you know three through five at a, at a pretty high level because he's a really strong base and his upper body's pretty strong as well. So,
1: um, like with both of those guys, um, I think I passed that game. I would I would say like they could give me more all the perimeter, uh, more like you said, uh, put the ball on the ground. Um, and like and look they seem like more three d guys uh, they can be you know but uh I like their size so but like that's a crazy thing like when you see a lot of kids especially in that dynamic you know when you get to the gym it's so you know you hit a ball bounce so and when you when I kind of zone on a kid and I see a, let's say a six seven kid and, uh, either he's has, he's sizable or he's thin or now say what can you do and what are you forecasting to do at the next level? So maybe you know, we talked earlier off air, like all the ifs. How many I don't want a lot of ifs, you know, some of the things we want to see like they're implanted already. So we wanna see you do at certain things at your size, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long can you get it? Can we you know, if you go to the next level, will it be added on? To it, and and will it will it project you as a pro? Hmm. So it's just you know, and I think sometimes I look at kids, you know, I don't, I don't give I don't want to give kids like you know I want to keep pushing, keep pushing them, you know, but also we understand that the ball just don't stop here. It's next levels that go to this. So hmm. you know, like so, we want to see what can you add on, what can you fix in your game, and this if sometimes it may not even be fixable. It may be fixable. There's
0: a mm-hmm. lot of kids who fell by the wayside. Mm. Gotcha. Actually, each level gets more difficult too. Yeah. Um, so last section, uh, just available seniors. Um,
1: wait, wait. Before we go there, before we go there, sure. There was another kid I wanted. To, I wanted to throw out there. I want to, you know, and somebody gave me this name to the watch. His name was uh, Billy Rich, Billy Richmond, Billy mm-hmm. yeah, Billy Richmond from uh, New Jersey Scholars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know about that kid. So uh,
0: saw him last week at Nike briefly. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, I like him a little bit.
0: Yeah, super bouncy, super. Yeah, bouncy. yeah, yeah real
1: aggressive. I think I like his size. I like his uh, ability to go right or left. You know, some things that I think he does well. Uh, I like his second second jump. Uh, now I think he's a you know he's a competitor. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know, some of the tangibles they you know that they fixed. You know, I see some fixed intangibles um, now. As I like see, what can he do? What, what can a coach bring out of him at the next level? Mm. Mm. Got you. And Jalil Bethel. Jalil
0: Bethel, yeah. yeah, he's a
1: Bethel, problem. See, you yeah. know that's another one that's been, been scratching on me. He's scratching on me, though. Know? Um, and he's enough. Like I told, him, I told a friend of mine. I said, "What I like, I do like that he can shoot the shoot the three ball." You know, but I don't want him to get caught up. You know, shooting the three ball. You know, I think he can get he can get more out of I can get more out of him too. You know, but I I do like his game. I think he's gonna go far.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, w- one last thing on that. I mean, with Jalil. I mean, and then we'll get back to to Under Armour. <laughs> with Jalil, I think it's important. Uh, I actually had him on the podcast last fall before the yeah. season, Um, and I I really think it's important on that final team. He's got Rob Wright. And then uh oh, also- yeah,
1: oh yeah, right is right is tough,
0: yeah. And then he also has another point guard there as well. Uh the, the MSF kid. Why am I blanking on his name? Just picked up the Kentucky wow. offer. Um, wow. I can't believe I'm blanking on this right now. Anyways, they have two point guards on that team. I would love to see him get some on ball reps just coming off the of screens because I think right. he has some playmaking ability to show right. just kind of within within his role on that team. He's kind of just on the wing as a shooter and kind of as a secondary playmaker. Just would like to see.
1: That's, that's one of the issues you look at, him, like you know, um, next level. Will he mm-hmm. will he survive just being a shooter? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so big going further. You know, but you know, like I said, I like, I like that core guys they got over there. Mm-hmm. I think they got they got some back. They got some good backcourt. Uh, you know, we call it a problem, but.
0: They got some good backcourt pieces. Yep, yep, absolutely. So last question for the, the Under Armour thing. Um, available seniors. Um, you can speak on the second one in a second because he actually goes to, to high school in your area. But Levi Lawal, uh with DCP 17s. It's really long, really athletic, kind of three slash four. Um, still available and looking at some stuff. Um, I thought he had a solid performance. Um, the first game that I saw him blanking on the team that he played, um, it was, uh, from Utah. I think it was not Utah stars, blanking on the name, but he had a pretty good performance, but I, I think he's, he's a solid kind of low major sleeper, um, that, that can help somebody out. I wonder if he's going to prep or do Juco or anything before that. And the other one is, uh, Baraka Koji, um, Canada elite 17s DME. What can you tell me about him?
1: Um, not too much. Not too much. I need second viewers. First viewers don't do good for me. Sometimes you turn around and you wonder what happened. Gotcha. uh, You probably know more about that one than I do.
0: Yeah, he's a 6'3 point guard uh, 2023. uh, Plays at DME Academy down in Florida. Just really athletic. Just lives in the paint. um, Gets up and down. Kind of want to see what he can do outside the paint a bit more. You know, even watch...
1: Didn't they... uh They just got that team back together for a minute. I know they were down
2: um,
1: not too long ago. Mm. It was uh, during the high school season. Okay. I don't know if they they just just get added to that that roster.
0: I think he just got added to the Canada Elite roster, yeah. I mean, he was – I like the flashes that I saw from him because he was just playing really hard, like speaking to what we were talking about before, playing really hard at both ends, just running in transition – with the ball, just kind of just pushing, just uh, uh, like always pushing the pace and trying to find guys and, and initiate offense early, which I think is important Um, because it puts pressure on the defense and it makes them kind of get into their bench a little bit as well. So um any other names, any any parting shots before we get out of here for today?
1: Like I always say, you know, watch out for the Florida boys. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. I know that's my home base, but I- – uh mm-hmm. A lot of kids, that we got, you got to start looking at. Like I told you off air, the twenty six class, the twenty five class, and uh, and I know we talked about Kyler Knox a little bit. I like where he's going, the direction he's going.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: getting out from under his brother's wing. Um, Adam Moore, his perimeter game, Adam Moore putting the ball on the floor. I'm um, showing that you know he's he's a he's a top prospect and not just uh Kevin Knox's brother. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Some things that you know we can look at. You know, like twenty six class, the class of twenty twenty six. twenty six. Yeah, uh, I think Night Riders has a really good class. I think Team Bre- Team Breakdown has a good a good class of twenty six kids. Um mm-hmm. I like I like what uh each one uh, uh Florida Rebels with Coach Reese, what he got going over there. Um mm-hmm. uh, so there, there's some things in Florida that you know I think they got a lot to say. A lot mm-hmm. to say.
0: Quick quick thoughts on Dwayne Brown on Florida Rebels, uh sixteen year old, I believe. Big boy. Yeah.
1: Big boy. I, I like his I like his footwork and I like his hand. You know, mm-hmm. he's a he's a, he's a he's a, He's a I call him a gangbuster, you know. <laughs> he, he can mess things up, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see him uh, spread his wings out a little more. Take that that ten footer, you know. Pop more of those shots. Uh, pop use more of the, uh screen and rolls. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, use his body more. You know, mm-hmm. I think he you know he's he'll be fired.
0: He'll yeah, be fired. saw him play the first session. I believe it was either against Melo or Takeover at Nike and. Um, just how hard he played, you know, just really impacted the game. Double-double, I think he had like 15 and 12. Uh, just got offered by Cincinnati, so really enjoyed him. Really, I mean, the Florida teams, like like you said, there's a lot of talent in those younger classes, and they're all stupid athletics, so the games are almost always fun to watch. So I appreciate the time, Reg. Uh, let the people know where they can find your work uh, on on Twitter and online. I
1: appreciate you. I appreciate you getting me your
0: yeah, well, let, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter. Hi, uh, you're oh, your, your
1: um, On Twitter, you. Bay, Bay Area Hoops. Um, FL, you'll find me. And our Instagram, Bay Area Hoops, LLC. You'll find me.
0: Got you. Appreciate the time, brother. Hope to see you on the road soon. Yeah, hey,
1: you're going to see me. You go. Well, I'll see you when you get to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll you got to stick out with me. <laughs> Come on down to Florida.
0: Got you. Got you. Thanks, brother.
1: All right. Thank you. i you.